Thank, good morning. Thank you for joining. Um, just wanted to tell you what, what you're trying to accomplish today, what we're not going to be able to accomplish today. So first of all, I uh, do not know how to blow. I, I never mastered that. Uh, Rabbi Lyman will be joining us and uh, Hashem, going through some of the points that I want to touch on. It'll help, hopefully be able to share w- what it sounds like. So we went through last night together the various points you want to touch on. I think it'll, hopefully it'll, the, the choreography will work, we hope, uh, and it'll be clear. Um, so I wonder, what I want to do first is explain the, some of the background of the, the, of the issues which we're trying, going to try and talk about halachically um, in regards to the length of the sound, the type of sound, um, what sounds which are problematic, what sounds are acceptable. So I want to see a little bit the background from the sugis, the sugis, uh from the Gemara, etc., and see how that go, the halacha flows from the sugya. So I'm going to share a screen. Let me get, get the screen that I need. Um, I thought I was going to share a screen. Give me one second. Okay, so um, for those of you who are able to, to see the screen, you're able to. See, so we're we're looking at a Mishnah in Masechet Rosh Hashanah, Lama Gimel Uh As the Mishnah tells us that Seder Tekiyas is Sholosh, Shel Sholosh Sholosh, that the, the the correct order of the Tekiyas, which we're supposed to blow in Rosh Hashanah, is three sets of each one being three. So it's a total of nine sounds. Um, then the mission continues and says, Shir The length of a tekiah is the equivalent of three teruos, and Shir Teruo is Kesholosh Yavavis. And the Shir of a Trua is like three Yavavis. Now, that's a new word which we we're not familiar with, what this word Yavava is, and we're going to, the more is going to talk about that. Okay, so the mission has taught us two things. It's taught us that the mitzvah of the Torah is, that we're supposed to blow is, Nine sounds, three sets of three uh, sounds, and then it talks about the, the, it's a kia and it's a rua. Now, the language of the Torah, the Torah only talks about, we find in the Torah a language of a tekiya, uskatem, etc., and, and the Torah talks about yom teruah. Uh, when we talk about our tekiyas, we seem to have this other sound called the shvorim. And the, where, where does that come from? So that's one thing which we have to clarify. And we seem to be doing a lot more than this, this minimal amount of nine sounds. So what, what, what's that about? Okay. Uh, that's the first point, of, that's the first area we need to clarify in the Mishnah. The Mishnah tells me the length of, length of a Zakiah is like three Teruos, and the Shira Vatrua is like three Yavavas. So we need to clarify what those points are. So the Gemara, a little bit lower on the page, the more asks from a different Brisa, the more clar- clarifies that. We'll get back to that. Shir Teruah is Kegimel Yavamas. Um, so the more Zotanya, Shir Teruah is Kishlesha Shvorim. So the more introduces this word Shvorim. So the Tua says that, like we're going to see, 
And in the Torah, there's only two words. There's tkia and teruah. Tkia is a straight sound, and teruah is a broken sound. But as we're going to see, the Gemara says, we're not sure exactly what that broken sound is supposed to sound like. So we need to make up a new name, which the Torah didn't use, to differentiate between these two types of broken sounds. Now the word shever means to break something. Like you're meshaber something, you're shever something, is to break it. So the word shever is a great word to use for a broken sound. So once I know that the, the, the sound, which the Torah refers to as trua, is a broken sound, barring the name shever to use for that purpose is a good name to use. So the more I made up a new name, like Ritvo says, to order, in order to allow us to have two different words to differentiate between the, the different types of sounds which we're going to be using. So the Mora says that what are we grappling with? We're grappling with um, We're grappling with the what is this sound? So the more it says like this: Marasavri Genuche Ganach, Marasavri Yelule Yaldil. So there's two different types of sounds. So the so the Torah says the word when it translates the word Yom Tshuva Yelachem. Here the more it says Yom Tshuva Yelachem. Umatargavin and Yom Yevava. So now we Yehelachem. So the word Tshuva means a Yevava. Okay, Uksiv Beimei Desisra. So the mother of Sisra was, was Mayavev. So we have this word Yevava. She means she was crying. So the Mora says there are two types of way to cry. There's a person who cries in long lines of a Genuche Gonach, which is a groan, type of a sound. And there's a type of a sound. People cry differently. So we're grappling with what is the word Yevava in the Torah when the Torah describes this type of crying. What type of crying is, it crying is it describing? Is it describing this longer type of a groan type of sounding sound, or is it this this very this very quick, high pitched um, sounds of trua? So that's the two types of sounds that the Mora is talking about. Okay, so now so the Mora says we don't we have the two possibilities. The Gemara then continues here on, on Lama Dalam and Aleph, and the Gemara says like this, Iskin Rabbi Avo, Bikisri, Tekiah, Shlosha Shavorim, Terua, Tekiah. So Rabbi Avo introduced the idea of blowing a Tekiah, three Shavorim, a Terua, and then a Tekiah. So that's new. We've had before that we have this word Shua. It can mean, it means Yavava. We're not sure what the word Yevava means. It can either mean groaning, which we will call that the Shever sound, or it means the Yelila, which is the wailing sound, which is the truest sound. Now we're saying that you do both. So the Morris says, well, Monashach, what, what do you want? Yelule Yolil, if it means wailing, Le'avid Tzikia, Trua, B'Tzikia. So just do what we call tekiya trua tekiya, v'ikenuche ganach le'evet tekiya shlosha shvarim b'tekiya. If it means groaning, we should do a tekiya three shvarim and a tekiya. So where it says masafkele ikenuche ganach iyulule yolo. 
So the Mora says, well, he's not sure what it means. So therefore, he does both. So now the Mora says, like, we have a great idea. We, we, we're not sure, so we'll blow 12 sounds. A tekiah, a set of shawarm, we'll call that one sound. A trua, and then a tekiah. So you have to blow, the more I learned before, there has to be tekiah at the beginning, tekiah at the end, and there's three sets. There's a tekiah, this middle sound, tekiah, three times. What's the middle sound? We don't know, we're not sure. Doesn't mean groaning or wailing. So fine, so let's do tekiah, groan, wail, tekiah, three times. Right? So that, we'll call that 12 sounds because of the suffix. So Morris says, no, 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 not good. Still not good. So you, the Torah says you have to write, blow a tekiah, the middle sound, and a tekiah. There cannot be any interruption between the tekiah, the middle sound, and the, and the tekiah. They have to be connected. Well, if the Torah meant wailing, and you blow a groaning sound, and that's not what the Torah meant, that's an interruption. So that's not a valid form of blowing. So you can't just blow tekiah, shvarim, teruah, tekiah, and say, I've covered all my bases. Do that three times, I've covered all my bases, because if the, the, what the Torah wants is the, the, what we'll call the truah sounds, Again, the Torah uses the word uses the word trua. We're not sure what the Torah when the Torah word used the word trua what it meant. So Chazal using the word trua to refer to a wailing sound and shorm to refer to a groaning sound. So 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 the word trua being used by Chazal is a little bit different than the word trua used in the Torah. But the midst of the Torah is tekia trua tekia, whatever trua means. But you can't both tekia. Different sound, trua, and then tekiah. So if the Torah meant shvarim, and you blow this trua afterwards, there's, a, there's something between the tekiah, the trua of the Torah, and the last tekiah. If the Torah meant the trua sound, there's something between the first tekiah and the, and the trua of the Torah. There's this other sound in there. That doesn't work. You can't have another sound in the middle. So we blow tzkia trua by itself. We're going to blow a tzkia shorim tzkia. So Morris says, okay, so we so you have to blow tzkia shorim tzkia by itself three times because if you have any other sound in the middle, it's not going to work. Maybe it's, that's not valid. You have to blow tzkia, what we call trua, right? This wailing sound, and then tzkia, because otherwise, if you if you put any other sound in the middle, that's also a problem. So, so we know why we blow tzkia trua tzkia. We know why we blow, why we blow tzkia shorim tzkia. Why do we blow tzkia shorim trua tzkia? What's that about? So Morris says, okay, El Ravo, my iskin. So what was Ravo's? What, what was he trying to do? Iganu kegonach haavde. We already said, besides Ravavo's din, we blow a tekiah shorim tekiah. We blow a tekiah teruah tekiah. So what did Ravavo introduce? So Morris says, maybe it means both. Oh, so now we have, a, we have a third possibility. It means a combination of the two. So Morris says, Ihachi li'evad nami ipra. So then 
do the opposite also, Takiya, Teruah, Shwarim Takiya. We don't do that. Samora says that people don't do that. Because Dilma, Yolo, Vagonach. Someone else, Samora says the way people do things is they start groaning and then they start wailing. Okay. So the more it comes out that we're not sure what the Torah meant. Um, according, to, according to most Rishonim, this is, this is a Suffolk to Raisa. So we're dealing with the first day of, 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 of the dealing with the first day of Rosh Hashanah this year it's in Shabbos we're not going to build a Shaifer but in, in general we're dealing every year we're dealing with the first day of Rosh Hashanah so um, it's a mitzvah to blow Shaifer I have to do it properly the Torah told me how to blow and the Torah was not clear what exactly that means so I need to cover all my bases so me to rice, so theoretically, all you have to do is blow nine sounds. Takiya, whatever the sound is in the middle is, and then takiya again. Takiya being a straight sound, some type of broken sound, and then a straight sound. Do that three times. Me to rice, so I've done nine curlers, and that's all I need to do. But we're not sure what those nine curlers, what those middle curlers sound like, so we got to do various different sets. So we end up doing what we call 30 curlers. What are the 30 curlers? You have a, a straight sound takiya, and then this groaning sound in the middle, and then the tekiah, and we do that three times. We have a straight sound tekiah, and then a wailing sound in the middle three times. And then we have the, the combination of the two. And again, all of these are different ways to say this is what the Torah meant when it said the word shruah. So we're, we're saying that subject arisa, we want to do the mitzvah properly, so we have to blow tekiah. We know what a tekiah is, it's a straight sound. We're not sure what this middle sound is. We're going to go blow the various different versions of what the middle sound is in order to fulfill the mitzvah of the Torah. So by blowing 30 sounds, we've, we've covered the nine sounds of the Torah. Nine of this, uh, that's one set. Nine of that, that's 18. And then the combination of tekiah, shvarim, teruah, tekiah, because maybe the Torah, when the Torah said the word true, it meant both together. So that's tekiah, those two middle sounds together, and then a tekiah times three, three times, that's four sounds. Tekiah, shorem, through a tekiah times three is 12. So it's a total of 30 sounds. So we blow our 30 sounds, we've covered all the sounds we need to do. So that's, that's clear. Now we also, the more is also thrown in that if we have the wrong sound in the middle, we got a problem. So if my bal tekiah starts blowing, he blows tekiah, and then he blows shorim, and that's what he's supposed to be blowing right now. And then by mistake, he starts blowing trua. That's a problem. Because that sound doesn't belong. Right now, we're saying that we're blowing shorim, believing that that's what the Torah meant. So we're blowing tekiah, shorim, tekiah. And I throw in a trua over there, or two truas over there. That sound doesn't belong there. So that's going to be an interruption between the shorim and the final tekiah. So that's not good. At that point in time, you have to re- restart the whole row. Not the whole set, but the whole row. Right? The set of three, each row, is, there's a row, Tekiah, Shorim, Tekiah. That's one row. Tekiah, Shorim, Tekiah is the second row. Tekiah, Shorim, is the third row. So that one, that one, so that the whole set you have to redo. You did two of them right, and the third one was problematic. You redo the last one. So you have to start from the beginning of that line again. So anytime you have a sound in between, which doesn't belong there, the Gemara tells me that's going to interrupt and, and you're going to lose that whole line. So you have to restart from the beginning of that line. So I blew, I blew, I blew, I blew a beautiful tekiah. I blew this a beautiful shwarim. 
and I blew a beautiful tzki at the end, but in between, I blew two truas by mistake. I'm sorry, that doesn't count. So that, for what we're trying to accomplish with this line right now, that's not acceptable. We need to have you uh, redo that whole line. Okay. Now, so we know, so, so we, that's what we walked away with so far from the Gemara. The Gemara also told me the length of the tekiah is equivalent to the, the length of the middle sound. I don't know what the middle sound is, but whatever the middle sound is, the length of the tekiah is the equivalent of that middle sound. So if the Torah meant shvorim as, as, as the middle sound, right? Um, if if the, it meant shvorim as the middle sound, that's the, what the Torah meant by the word by, by shruah, right? So whatever, how long it takes to blow shvorim, that's how long the tekiah has to be. If it meant shvorim teruah as the middle sound, that's what the word true in the Torah means, right? So we call it two different sounds. Really, it's one sound. This is the true of the Torah. So we refer to it as, as a total of 30 sounds. The reality is it's a total of 20, 27 sounds. It's three times nine. The, the mitzvah of the Torah is nine sounds. Tkia, trua, tkia, th- three times. I don't know what that means. I, I do 27 myself. We refer to it as 30 because we have a shorm and a true. In the, but reality, the, the, the true of the Torah, according to this possibility, is a combination of both. So if it's a combination of both, that's the true of the Torah. The tekiah has to be the same length as that. If the Torah meant trua, what we, what we call trua, this wailing sound in the middle, so the key has to be that long. So the length of the key has to be equivalent to whatever the middle sound is. Now, it doesn't have to be the equivalent of what you blow as a middle sound. It has to be equivalent to what halacha requires as the middle sound. So you decide that you're going to blow uh, a very, very long set of shorim. You have to, we, we blow three shorim, the Morris says, three shorim. Right? You want to blow five shorim, you're allowed to blow five, you're allowed to blow five shorim. Does my tekiah have to be as long as the five shorim? No. My tekiah has to be as long as the required sound. The required sound is three shorim. My tekiah has to be that long. Tzeruah, we'll, we'll see how, when we blow the very, very short staccato sounds. So, how many are required? The machloik is in Allah, whether it's required three or nine. We do nine. Let's say the person blows 17. That's his business, right? And the, and the Seber's business also, right? But Mitzah, the, the tekiah doesn't have to be longer because of that. There is an opinion of the rabbi who says that, they, that as long as you blow your middle sentence, that's how long your tekiah has to be. But we don't pass them like that. So we pass them that your length of your tekiah has to be the same thing as the length of your, your, whatever your middle sound is going to be. Now, how long does the middle sound have to be? Um, okay. Um, so this is Machlach as we show it. So there's two opinions. We're going to try and be, we're dealing with the question of fulfilling the midst of the Torah. We're going to try and be Machmer. It has questions in both directions. So we know what the Kia sound is. The Kia is a straight sound. We know what the true is. It's very, very staccato sound. There's no way you're going to confuse a, a true with the Kia. What about the shorim? Shorim is this long, it's, it's not as long as a tekiah, it's not as short as a trua, and it's this, it's this sound in the mi- it's middle, middle sound. So how long does a shorim have to be? And how do I make sure that my shorim isn't a tekiah? So interesting, the Rishonim say that we differentiate by length of time. There, now this gets involved in an interesting question, which Rabbi Lyman will help us in a moment, with the correct way to blow a, a shorim. From the Rishonim, it seems to be all clear from the Rishonim that they blew the Shorim as a straight sound. A short, 
sound, right? As opposed to ooh, a, a, which has a hook at the end type of a sound. It was a, it was a straight sound. So now, if shorim is a straight sound, what? How how do I know this is a shorim and not a tekiyah? Well, the answer is the shorim is short and tekiyah is long. So you better figure out how long is called short and how, how long is called long to be, be confident we're blowing a tekiyah and not a shorim or vice versa. If my shorim is too long, maybe it's a tekiyah. So I blew a tekiyah and then another tekiyah. That's no good. I have to blow tekiyah and then a shorim. Right? If my tea is too short, I didn't blow tekiyah and I blew a shorim. I said, how long are these lengths? So that's why it's very important to know what the shorim are. So the, the shear which we follow in Allah is we assume that a teruah is a staccato sound. Each blow that you can blow, as quickly as you can blow it, that's called one kayak, or one trumita, as it referred to in the Gemara. One kayak. And a teruah should be nine of those sounds. The shvorim, the three shvorim, should be equivalent to that same length as well. So each shever is the equivalent of three of those. Three time, and there's three shvorim, so three of those, that length of time. Three of those is, is again nine sounds. So the the length of time it takes to blow nine sounds is the trua. The length of time it takes to blow nine sounds is your three shvorim, and your tekiya has to be at least that long. So when I'm blowing tekiya, shvorim, tekiya, my tekiya has to be at least nine sounds long. So now that's good. So if I blow tekiya, which is nine the length of nine sounds long. We'll talk about that in se- in seconds in a moment. Right, that's a tzkiya. It's not a shvarim. Then I blow each shorter shever. That's those are shvarim. And then I blow tzkiya at the end. Let's say I blow a short tzkiya at the beginning, only six sounds long. So that's very confusing. The key has to be the length of time of three of the, of the whole middle sound. The whole middle sound is three shvarim. Each one three. So the key is too short. Right. So that's not a, that that key is a short tzkiya. That's not going to be acceptable. So I would blow that kia, blow the shawarma, blow, blow, blow the last kia. Fine, as I'm sorry, that wasn't a good line. I have to redo the line because the first one was too short. So part of the job of the makri is to make sure that the, the, the sounds are long enough. Of course, the longer the sound is, the, we, we're saying that, that it's kia and a shawarma have to be straight sounds. You want your sounds to remain straight. The longer you pull it, you stretch it out. Sometimes the pitch goes up and down. Right, is, that, is that a problem? That's, that's the, the next question. Okay, the last thing we're going to, we're going to give an introduction before we do the actual, actual, actual blowing. There's a loch of Neshima Achas. So let's say a person blows two shvorim, takes a breath and blows the third shadow. That's invalid. The three sounds in the middle, the true in the middle has to be done in one breath. So the three shvorim have to be done in one breath. Your nine truas have to be done in one breath. The person blows seven truas, takes a breath, and does two more, no good. So he would lose that if he did a tekiah and did that. We would say, start, start over the line again. That's not acceptable. Right? So that's going to be, it has to be done in one breath. So now what's interesting question is, what about when you get to the shwarim teruah? So basically what we're saying is that the, the true in the middle has to be a, unit, a cohesive unit. Okay. What is, the, what is the true in the middle? Three straight sounds. Cohesive unit. All in the same breath. What it, maybe it means a true nine sounds. He's, what about if it means a combination of the two? So does that mean? What, arguably, that's what the Torah meant for the middle sound. Well, the, we said that that has to be one cohesive unit. So fine. So you have to blow it in one breath. So you have to blow your shvorim and your trua all in one breath. But if you take a breath in the middle between the shvorim and the trua, it's no good according to that. 
Or do you say, no, we're, we're blowing the middle sound because we say the nature of people sometimes, the way they cry, the cry of the Torah is a combination of the first groaning and then wailing. Well, the nature of people which groan and they wail, sometimes what they do is they sort of, and they take a breath and they go, right? So they, they, they do take a breath in the middle. So this is the we showed them what, what you're supposed to do, whether you're supposed to take a breath in the middle. So what do we do about that? So according to the opinion that you're, you're, that you're not allowed to take a breath in the middle, if you take a breath in the middle, you make the, the sound possible. You'd have to redo the whole line. According to the opinion that you are supposed to take a breath in the middle, Mishabur seems to have if you did it in one machine. So it comes out, if we do it in one breath, we're, we're good. According to one opinion, that's the Chachila. According to one opinion, that's even Bidiyavid. That's the only way to do it. According to the other opinion, if, you do, if, 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 if we do it in two breaths, according to one opinion, we, we did the best way to do them. It's according to one opinion, we're not here at all. So the the minute is that we do is we try and combine the two. How is that? The key is before Shimon Esther, we blow them in the shorm to it in one breath. A slight pause, but one breath. Not, not taking a breath in the middle. And the key is during Chazor Sashat, the, 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 the Tzikiyah should blow shorm, 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 three shorms, take a very quick breath, and then blow the tzur. But he can't take too long of a breath, because then it's two different sounds. And that's not good either. So that, that, that's a very challenging point to him to take a quick breath and not lose his ability to immediately start going into the trua very quickly. So that's a very challenging point to do that. Some Balitia can't do that, and therefore they just always do one Nishima, which would be acceptable as well. Okay, so how long is the shear of, of this Trumita that we say we these Kaifas? So if you, if you, looked, if you listen to expert Balit Kia, uh, we did this in Tells, that um, we took the, the Balit Kia and the Yeshiva who uh, she was in Stark, he still doesn't blow anymore because he, he's well into his 80s now. Um, and when he was younger, we, we, they recorded it and then they were able to slow it down. You know, somebody kept playing to him one time, he doesn't blow enough sounds. Right? You have to blow nine sounds. He says, I'm blowing enough sounds. Says, yeah, you're not blowing enough sounds. He says, let's see. They recorded it and they played it back in, slow, in, 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 the, a, in a very slow uh, type of playback. He, was, he, he had blown, I think, 15 sounds so quickly that the person couldn't hear nine even. That's how quickly he had blown them. So he was blowing on the average of about eight, or eight to nine sounds in one second. Well, that's very quickly. But the, the average, an extra Baltikia can blow, it can do it very quickly. You can blow six, seven, eight sounds in one second. So you have to blow nine sounds. That's a, that's a little over a second. Some swarm write that, the, that we assume that the average person can get five sounds per second. So nine sounds would take you almost two seconds. Um, so that's a chumrah which, which a lot of people do when they make that calculation. Okay, so now, when you're going to blow, let's go through the sets. Tkia, shwarim, tkia. Well, let's start with tkia, tru, tkia, tru, tkia. Tkia, the first tkia has to be the same amount of time as the middle sound. The middle sound is nine truas. So the first key is two seconds long. Then you have your nine truas, which is about two seconds long. And then you have your last key, which is two seconds long. And you do that three times, and according to that opinion, you've, you've done the mitzvah of the Torah. Hey! Shh! Okay? The, the second possibility is that it means kia shvarim to kia. So each shever has to be three sounds long. 
the equivalent of three teruas, again, the total of nine. So the tia beginning is two seconds long. The three shwarm together add up to about two seconds long. And the tia at the end is two seconds long. Let's say the mitzvah is tekiah, shvorim, teruah, tekiah, all of them together. So now your tekiah has to be 18 sounds. The, the tekiah beginning has to be the length of the middle sound. The middle sound is three shvorim, which takes nine, nine teruahs. Nine teruahs, which take nine teruahs. That's 18. Higher math, at least in my days when I was still in school, nine plus nine equals 18. I'm not sure what they teach nowadays, but in the old days, when I was, when I was, in, was in school, in public school, that's what they said, nine plus nine is 18. So your tkiya is going to be 18 sounds long. However, there's an opinion that says but you have to get that breath, and also the breath takes time also. The breath takes about three sounds worth. So it should be 21 sounds long. That, that equivalent is 21 sounds long. So about four seconds, because really, really you get more than five kachas in a second. So four seconds long is, is quite plenty to be able to accomplish that. Okay. Um, now there's something called tkiya gadayalot, which is blown, that Tkiyo really is not, is just a simon that we finished a full set. Um, to fulfill, it's a minig, it's not a halacha. And to fulfill the minig, you have to, it has to be longer than your regular Tkiyo. Good, so if your regular Tkiyo is four seconds, Tkiyo is five seconds. That's all you have to do. You don't have to do this 47 second Tkiyo Gedolah, right? That's not necessary. It's very cool, right? But it's not necessary. The definition of tekiyah means it should be longer than your regular tekiyah. So if your regular tekiyah that you blow in a, in a shoram teruah is going to be tekiyah shoram teruah tekiyah, that last tekiyah normally is four seconds long. So you blow tekiyah, which is six seconds long, that's all you need to do. Okay, Rabbi Lyman is hopefully going to be available to unmute. Okay. Um, so, so let's start with... Um, the length of a, yeah. Yes. Okay, so that's a very good question. So let's just repeat Robert Lyman's question. The question will be, let's say I decide to blow a full row in one breath. Tkia, not, not tkia shwarm teruah tkia. Tkia teruah tkia. Tkia shwarm tkia. I've got a good spot. I don't want to lose that spot. So I blow my tkia. I don't take a breath. I blow the shwarm. I don't take a breath. And I blow the tkia at the end. Lachas, it's invalid. There needs to be a breath between the tkia and the shwarm and the shwarm and the tkia at the end. Right, we, we, you cannot make it all one sound. Because that's really, Halacha would say, if you do that, you made it one unit. But the problem is the Torah doesn't look at it as one unit. The Torah looks at it as a, a unit called a tekiya. It, it's, it's a set, but it's not one unit. Like the same way we said that all of the three sounds in the middle, or the nine sounds in the middle, have to be one breath, because otherwise it's, one, it's not one unit. Over here, by not taking a breath, you've done the opposite. You've made everything one thing. And that's not what the Torah meant. So that's a problem. Okay, so um, the first thing that I think, Rabbi Lyman, I think we would like to talk about just the length of the tekiyas for a set of tekiyah, shwarim, and tekiyah, or tekiyah, tru, and tekiyah. So we're assuming that should be a length of time of two seconds. So if you can help us with that, we'd appreciate that. 
Okay, so that's, that was more than two seconds. So that would be a, a definitely sufficient amount of time. That's all the length of tekiah has to be for a tekiah shawarim tekiah, or tekiah teruah tekiah. The length of time that you require at that point in time is 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 very minimal. It you just need it should be two seconds long. You've blown a tekiah, your three shawarim and a tekiah, three two seconds long. Well, let's say we're talking about a tekiah shawarim teruah tekiah. So now we're saying it should be double that amount of time. Okay, so that would be tekiah. The tekiah which you want to blow together with the tekiah shwarim teruah tekiah. So that tekiah is going to be four seconds long. Yes, Rebbe Lyman. Rebbe Lyman, we're not hearing you. No. Okay, so that was that was that was that was four and a half seconds, right? So again, so that's not a very long sound. The people picture they have to build these very long tekiyas. That's not what we're looking about. On the other hand, it's not a little little sound that you hear. That that's a nice, very um, uh, strong, significant sound. It's four seconds long. Is a lot. Of, it's a long time. Uh, right now, I'm going through physical therapy. For my, I, I hold something for 30 seconds. Ah, 30 seconds. Yeah, it's a long time. 30 seconds is a long. Four or five seconds is actually a significant amount of time. Okay. Okay. So, so that's the length of time that we want to look at for a tekiah, t- together with a shorm terua, and then a tekiah. Okay. Now, one of the 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 issues is to blow a shorm that it sh- shouldn't be too long, and then be a tekiah. On the other hand, it shouldn't be too short, then it's a trua. So the, the amount of time that a shorim wants to be, we want it to be the equivalent of three teruas. So we're allowing to first, let's blow a trua together, and we'll see that how quickly you can get the, the sounds of a trua out, and then we'll do, then we'll do the shorim sound. Right. So that is, the trua sound is a very, very quick sound. If you had measured on the, on the, on the that, that was, Rabbi Lyman, how many sounds do you think there was? That was about twelve. That was that took about less than two seconds. Okay, so now let's let's look at look, if we want to do that. The shever doesn't have to be that long. A shever can be less than well less than a second and still be the equivalent of three sounds. Rabbi Lyman. Okay, All right. So that 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 sound is longer than a trua. It's much less than a second, but it's equivalent to at least three sounds of its ruah. So we're not looking at this major amount of sound that we need to accomplish to accomplish to get your shvorim. Okay. Now, one of the questions which comes up is to differentiate between the, the, the sound of the tehiyah and the sound of the shvorim. So there was one minute, which is the, the minigan lita, was to blow the shvorim, instead of blowing it as a straight sound, blowing it as a sound which has a hook to it. It starts out low and it goes up. As opposed to a straight sound, because this way you cannot confuse it with a shorim, with a tekiah, even though it's too long, it would never be confused with a tekiah. Again, in the Rishonim, it does not seem like that, because the Rishonim get very nervous about the length of times of your shever versus your tekiah, your tekiah versus your shever. It seems either the exact same sound. Tekiah has to be a straight sound. And that is a that will and that is a challenge a little bit to make sure that your tekiah is a straight sound. But it seems to be that the idea that the, the later Akarna came up with of changing the sound of the shever doesn't seem to be correct. On the other hand, there's no definition that a shever when you listen to a person groaning, it's not a straight sound. 
that you could hear that there's a different sound in that groan, which even it's not one it's simply one straight, as opposed to the tekiah, which is supposed to be a straight sound. Okay, so there's two types of shever. Rabbi Lamin give us three shvorim straight, and then three sorim, which are which have the hook type of sound to it. Okay, Rabbi Lamin, we didn't get. The, I, I wasn't able to hear the first the, the straight ones. I'm sorry. Right, so that's the, the hook sounds. I didn't, again, I didn't hear the straight ones. I'm not sure why we're not hearing the straight ones. Um, right, okay, thank you. So that's, that, that, that goes, in, in, in each one is a straight sound, a short sound. Or it could, see the one is acceptable in a local. You'll have different poiskim will be, be more macro, different abundant will be more macro one way or the other. Um, and tells, where, where I grew up in tells, so the way they did it, they did it with a, like the Lithuanian way with, with a hook type of sound, the tu, tu, tu type of a sound, or utu, utu, however you want to say it. Um, uh, over, over here, uh, Rabbi Lopiansky follows the minute that they do with straight sounds, uh, and of course, which seems to be more rooted in the Rishonim. Um, okay, now, the, 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 the challenge by a tekiah, the luck is it says that all colors are, are valid for a tekiah. So a person could blow a tekiah and it's a very nice, sweet, high-pitched sound. It could be a gravelly sound. Different sharpers have different sounds. And even the same shoifer, depending on where you get the spot, it might come out differently. All of those are, are kosher. That's clear in Allah. The question is, what about if it switches in the middle of the same tekiah? So I started out with this, this, this and then it goes, you know, I, I get something that I, it goes downwards. What about that? Is that acceptable or not? So the Chazanish felt that even though the sound wavers in the middle, so sometimes it'll go high and it'll, it'll sort of like go higher and lower in the sound, that's considered a straight sound, and that's not a problem. The Maral Diskin, on the other hand, was extremely mocked on this issue, that it has to be a perfectly straight sound. And otherwise he felt it was invalid. So um, the, 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 on top of that challenge is, that you have, is the ending of the tekiah. Now this, many people felt was a problem. Many people feel is a problem. Sometimes that when you end the tekiah, there's sort of like this, like, ooh, it sort of like hooks at the end, and that's not acceptable because that's that's already changing the sound. It's going sh- straight sound, then it's hooking up. That, that the key has to be a straight sound. That's clear in the, the ready in the Rishonim, in the Ritzvah, the Ramban, etc. The key has to be a straight sound. So um, Rabbi Lyman, if you could if you could help us with a straight tekiah, and then are you able to do a, a the hooked key at the end? I don't know, we get bad habits. I don't want you to get into bad habits. So it just basically ends, as opposed to hooking it and it just stops. Okay. I'm sorry, we didn't hear the, list, the second one. All right, so you hear that sort of like that last, that it ends off with this like other sound at the end. So that would be problematic. And if, if a person blew that, really he should redo the tzikia. Now, here comes an interesting question. So we said that your, your, your row has to be a good row. So you blow a tzikia at the beginning, middle sound, tzikia at the end. So I blew my tzikia at the beginning, my first tzikia was great. I blew my middle sound, was great, and I blew the last tzikia, this type of tzikia, which is unacceptable. Now what do I do? Do I have to do the, redo the whole line? Because really what I have is I have a tzikia, I have my swarm in the middle, let's say, and I have this invalid tzikia, 
So that's a hefzik between the shvorim and, the, and my next valid tkiya. Right? So I have, four, I have a row of four sounds. A good tkiya, a good shvorim, an invalid tkiya, and then a valid tkiya. So that, that doesn't seem to be acceptable. That's not true. As long as you were trying to blow the proper sound, even if it came out incorrect, that's not considered a hefzik. Meeker at what is considered a half-sick? A person made a mistake. So he was blowing tekiah, shvorin tekiah, and by mistake, he, he forgot and thought he was blowing tekiah, shvorin teruah, and he started blowing a teruah. And somebody goes, ah! and he stops after like two or three teruah sounds. But that sound doesn't belong there at all. That's a problem. Then you would have to redo the whole line. But if a person blows a tekiah, blows a shvorin, and then blows an unacceptable tekiah, or a person blows a tekiah, and the shwarm don't come out good. He was a good tekiah, and he tries the shwarm, and it doesn't, and all of a sudden, some, some sound comes out. No problem. You don't have to go back to the tekiah, because you were trying to blow a shwarm at that moment, which is what you're supposed to blow, and it just came out wrong. That's not a problem. What is a problem is if you would have a, an intentionally invalid sound in between. Now, there is a shita, by the way, which holds that this is relevant, and it's not very, very relevant this year. When you have multiple minyanim, that the listener also has this problem. So if he hears a tekiah, a shvorim, and then, and then a tekiah, but he hears a true in the middle when it doesn't belong there, that's a problem. So you have two minyanim going, and this, this minyan is holding by tekiahs, teruahs, tekiahs. This minyan is holding by tekiahs, shvorim, tekiahs. And I'm listening to tekiahs, shvorim, and I hear a true from the other, the other minyan. That's not a good idea. So clearly the minyanim, if that situation, they should stagger the minyanim. You shouldn't have this problem of people hearing the incorrect sounds in the middle. That's a, that's, that would definitely be an issue. The person should not do that. Okay. Um, so, so if a person again, if a person that, that's nature, then there are many. There are many you know, in, the, in the the years shalom ketikunon when everything is good and you have a good baltkia, you might ask them to redo it anyway, because even though it's really acceptable to have that other sound in the middle because it wasn't intentional, but. There's an opinion which says that you should redo it, so you redo the whole line. But Mikra did that. That's not necessary. So if you're having your novel, your novice blowing because that you're, you're, he's the 17th minion in the shul, right? You know he's, that, they're, they're, that they're having their minion on the, the back corner of the, of, of the rooftop, right? So uh, making the guy redo it is is is, is tzar both for the listeners and for the, the person who's blowing it. So just let the guy do it. It's, luckily, it's acceptable. Just go weiter. And, 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 you know, he blew a tzkiah. He messed up on the shawarm in the middle three times. The fourth time he got it right. Halachi is the, the original tzkiah is good. The shawarm is good. The tzkiah at the end is good. So I would not recommend that situation redoing it. Okay. Um, at this point in time, I wanted to discuss the, the, the shawarm itself, some points on the shawarm. But before we let go of Rabbi Lyman, is it, does anybody have any, any requests for music that he should play for us, um, or any questions up to this point in time. So if somebody wants to unmute themselves and take a question, we can take a question. Yes. Yes. Uh, you know, I, I missed one of your words. In the last set of the key is, what is the luck in regards to? So what is the breath, the luck in regards to the breath in between Shorm and Thruah? So, so our, our Mikra Adin. Um, the Ikram Minig is where the first 30 which we blow before before Musaf we blow it in one breath Shorm through is blown in one breath and during Chazar Sashat the Minig is to do the, the Shorm through is during Chazar Sashat in two breaths if a person can't do that he should do it in one breath 
Well, the head of the Musaf, or after Musaf. So after Musaf, it's a minute. It's not a Mikiradin. It's, it's, it's not really a Malaka one way or the other. It's just a minute to have 100 Kerlis. So the, regardless of those last ones at the end, um, the standard minute is to do it in two breaths, because once you start doing it in two breaths, you finish off in two breaths. But again, it depends if a person finds it difficult. There's no reason why he can't do it in one breath. Yes. So, so that mikra din again. That if, if, mikra din, it's not a problem. The fact that the, the, that's the chazanish, which the chazanish felt that if it wavers high and low, it's, it's acceptable. The maral diskin was very machmer on that. Um, they said that the maral diskin would have balitzkiyats come in the whole elul pra- to, to present to him to see if they can he, they can do that, get a full full sets out without doing that, um, and then you know. And then finally, he would choose the person he would want to use for Rosh Hashanah, the one or two people who want to use Rosh Hashanah to make sure that he got it right. Um, but Mikra did in the Psak is that that's not a problem. So if a person finds that difficult to master getting it straight, the, the Ikra Psak would be that it's acceptable. He does not have to redo it. Uh, yes? Right. Well, he should take a breath in between. So that really, really, what all you need is a, is a breath. So he blows the tzikia, takes a breath, blows the shvarim, takes a breath, blows the tzikia. That would be sufficient of a break. You don't really need a makri. You just make sure that he would take a breath in between each each type of curl. The tekiya, the middle sound, and the tekiya. So that would that would be sufficient for a break for that purpose. Yes. Right. Tips from an expert belt tekiya. Okay. Yes. Any more questions? Yes. Okay, so it's okay. So it, you know, re- reality is that four seconds really is daiva hoser because there was the, the locha says that the amount of time of the coolant of the breath with the breath, there's nine there's nine kaiches for the three shvarim, there's nine kaiches for the nine truas, and there's the equivalent of three kaiches for the breath. That's what they assume. So that's twenty one. Twenty one four seconds is, tw- is is well over twenty one. You know. Uh, Assuming that you take five, you get five per second. You're right; it would be it would be more than four seconds. But the reality is, it's probably closer to six or seven or eight kaifas per second. So a four second um, key at the beginning and a four seconds key at the end would definitely be sufficient. I don't think a person has to necessarily 
stretch the tekiah longer than that. And because we don't want the tekiah to waver, I'm not a big fan of the stretching the tekiah longer than that, because the longer you stretch it, the more the chances that the sound's going to waver. Um, so therefore, I, I would recommend... Okay. Um, okay, so we're good with... Um, no, no, there's no Allah issue that can't be longer. Uh, it just, you know, just the, the, the longer you, you, you have it going, the more you're potentially having a possibility of something going wrong. So, you know, uh, you want to you you potentially, if you have this expert about Tzkiah who can, you know, do 30 second long Tzkiahs perfectly. I mean, now this year, which, you know, we're dealing with the world of Corona, you know, we want to try and, be, you know, I don't think it's a good idea that the person should be allowing Tzkiahs longer than necessary. Trying to be mamayit and the tikkias, right? But any any other year where that's not a not, not a concern, I don't uh, I don't see that it's a real problem. As long as your tzibur doesn't mind. If you have a tzibur which is getting like, you know, like you know, he out already, so it's not a mila the uh, the tzibur which is has no has no lachik mila being longer. It's cool, right? Right. We're calling he was called Shtadi, right? You know Yiddish, right? But it's, uh, it has no Allah of being longer at that, beyond a certain point. Yes. Right. It's really not preferable. I mean, I, I, to get out, go out there and say that it's mamish puzzle. You know, I don't want to puzzle every all those bal- those out there, but it's really it's something we should try and be avoid as much as possible. And if the longer you stretch it out, the harder it is to end it in a straight, in a, in a good ending. Meeker, then you don't have to do what the kids go. It's not necessary. You could do the same regular four seconds in the yard say. It's just a simon that we finished, so we do what the kids but it's not necessary, Mikir Adin. So if a person says, if I do four or five seconds, I can get it straight, and if I do it ten seconds long, it's going to end up with that hook at the end. You ask me, do four or five seconds, and that's much better in Allah than doing a longer one with the hook at the end. I'm trying to be politically correct over here. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so, Reverend Lyman, thank you very much uh, for your demonstration. I guess, I guess if anybody has any questions directed to Reverend Lyman, uh, you can reach out, to, out reach out to him directly. Um, he's he's in the he's in the phone book. I don't I don't know his number by heart. Okay, um, this is my son Schreifer, which really should be with him in Eretz as well, but he didn't take it along, right? Um, let's see if we can get a get a better get a better. No, I'm the speaker. Why is? Okay. Yes, somebody else became the speaker. Okay. Um, why am I... How did that happen? Okay, because I'm not seeing myself as a speaker. Uh, I'm talking. It's not, it's, not, it's not taking over. Somebody else is taking over. Okay. What? Okay, fine. Okay, excellent. So... When you're looking for, you want to check, you want to, you want to check your shofar. There's potentially two problems you want to be aware of. There's going to be a crack, which could be um, lengthwise, which means it's going to be going down the length of the shofar at some point. And there's a crack which would be this way, 
which would be widthwise. So if it's widthwise, it's not a problem. As long as the shoifer is long enough, it's not a problem. The length of the shoifer is, it has to be a tefach long. So you hold it, a tefach, that's a tefach. So your shoifer has to be that long. If you have a nice little shoifer, which is just fits right into your hand and a little more than that, you have a valid shoifer. That's not an issue. If there's a, a crack and it has a hole and sound's coming out, and that might affect the sound because some sound is coming out from the side, and some sound is coming out from the end, so it might change the sound, that's going to be a problem. In general, that's the, most people are not using a sharper which has a hole in the side where the sound is coming out from the side and not from the, from the end. What is more concerning is if you would have a, a, a crack which is running the length of the shoifer. So it's going down the length of the shoifer. So, again, theoretically, as long as the, 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 the primary part of the shoifer, which you put by your mouth, is a tefak long, the fact that there's a crack here, who cares? So it's like it's, it's not valid. It's fine, so it's like it doesn't exist. The problem is that Chazal recognized the fact that the more you blow on the shoifer, if you have a crack which is lengthwise, it tends to extend. So it starts out being a short crack and it gets longer and longer and longer and longer. So eventually, your shoifer has a crack all the way down, which that's not kosher. So they said even before that happens, it's going to be possible because it has the potential to extend. Because that's the nature of what happens when you blow a shoifer. Excuse me. When you blow a shoifer, you put the strong sound through it, it tends to extend that crack. So a crack which is width-wise, that doesn't happen. A crack which is lengthwise, the nature of the crack is it starts out small, and the more you use it, it's going to get longer and longer. So you want to look at your shoifer, at, at the end of the shoifer, right where the opening is, are there any cracks over there? Are there any um, a crack lengthwise which is over there? And you want to try and avoid that. Now, it's only a problem if, it, if the crack it goes all the way through. So if, let's say in the outer layer of the shoifer, it's cracked, but inside it's still intact. So I look inside the shoifer and say, look, it's, it's fun. over here there's no crack. It's only a crack on the outside. That's not a problem. But if it's cracked all the way through the width of the shoifer itself, the, 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 the thickness of the shoifer itself, if that is cracked, that would be a problem. A person should not use that shoifer. A person should be aware of that. So on, on this shoifer, which I don't, I'm not going to get the resolution, which is sufficient, you can notice there's, might notice there's a little, little crack right there. So that w theoretically would be a problem because that's a crack which goes lengthwise. But after examination, it doesn't go through to the inside. It's only on the out outer layer of the shoifer. But on the inner layer of the shoifer, the crack does not extend inside. So that would not be a problem to use this shoifer on, on Rosh Hashanah. So the person should, should either inspect the, the shoifer himself or have somebody else in inspect the shoifer before they use it to make sure that we don't have any problems with cracks, holes, etc. Okay, um, at this point in time, uh, I really covered everything they wanted to cover. Um, I guess if any questions, we take, take some questions, and then if somebody wants to go. Um, yes. Um, not really. We're, we're noig the Yantusheni with the Tatias, even though it's a Durabanam, as if it's a Duraisa. We, we deal with like a Yamar Richta. So we want to be macro with it in general. The Khumras, in case of Bidiyev, if you have a Valtio, can't do so well. You know, so the Paisa can say, you know what, it's a Durabanam, we'll be Mako. But that's, uh, we prefer not to be in that situation. That's not the Chachila way of doing it. Yes.
Okay, so we, that's a piece of Gemara which we didn't do, I, 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 you know, because I didn't want to get involved in, in all of the, the, the nitty-gritty of it. Um, the Gemara d- does discuss the definition of the... We, we do not look at the the, 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 the trua which was used in regards to Masa um, HaMachanos for this, this drusha. The Gemara looks, looks at other psukim for that purpose. Um, and regards to Rosh Hashanah, regards to Yom Kippur, the Torah talks about blowing on Yom Kippur, the Yom Kippur of Yovel. When Yovel will be reinstated, and Yom Kippur of Yovel will blow the Shepherd the same way we blow the Shepherd in Rosh Hashanah. The same 30 carlos, etc. Or Mashiach will come, maybe we'll know exactly what it is, we won't have to blow 9 carlos. Right? Um, so, uh, but, 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 and when the Torah uses the word Teruah in regards to Rosh Hashanah, which is comes from a star from Rosh Hashanah, the Gemara says in Megillah, translated as Yevava, which means that the Gemara says Yevava means means a cry. So the usage of the word true in regards to Rosh Hashanah was a crying was a crying type of a sound. Okay, okay. So. Those of you who have been, been here for a while remember Ari Zivit, Rabbi Ari Zivitovsky, Rabbi Dr. Ari Zivitovsky, who, uh, you know, uh, I think he has th- this column in the Jewish Action called uh, Ari and Ari or something like that, uh, Ari Greenspan and Ari Zivitovsky. So he did a, did a lot of research on um, the concern that, that there are sharfers out there in the market which are not necessarily kosher. They either come from animals which are not kosher animals or because um, you can have a sharfer which doesn't come out well you know, and it has a crack in it or something like that, and you can heat it, and the, the, the sharper material becomes actually soft, and you can then massage it with your fingers to make it look like there's not a crack there. So um, there are theoretically uh, issues with not every, not every sharper that you buy, can buy in the store is a valid sharper. Nowadays, in Eretz Israel, you can get a sharper, of course, with a heksher. Of course, there's competing hexherim, and which hexer do you hold of, you know? Which one is valid, what's not a valid? There's room for, room for politics because that's part of Ju- Ju- Judaism nowadays, that there has to be politics and everything. Um, so um, I'm not going to get involved in I don't, I don't, I don't have a bikiyas in it enough. So I would recommend buying it from a reputable source. I, I wouldn't necessarily recommend buying it from somebody just so that you don't know who you're getting it from. I guess if you could go down to the farm and take it straight off, straight off of the, the ram and then make it yourself, then you could be pretty confident you got a good one. So, uh, but uh, I, I don't, uh, you have to ask the Chabats because they're, they're good at making surfers more, better than I am for that purpose. Okay. Um, Theoretically, perhaps the mouthpiece would be a problem also, again, depending on which direction they are. Right? Um, it doesn't possible if there's a crack between where you're putting your mouth and the, sh- the shifer itself. The later, there, it's not like it's like it's, an imp- it's invalid. Like you're blowing into. Let's say I was a phenomenally talented person. I could blow into the air at, with a, a gap of, of a, 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 an inch gap between my mouth and the shifer, and it'll still work. Right? That's not blowing a shifer. I'm supposed to blow directly into the shifer. This is called a shifer still. Right, so it wouldn't be invalid for that purpose, but it would, but you would not want it to be over there as well. Um, somebody asked a question about when you're not not blowing in shul, how many how many should you blow? 
So the answer is 30. Uh, the only reason we, we blow more uh, is we blow 30, because our Masakim to blow the 30 together with the Musa. So by the, by the Svardim and by the Hasidish, uh, they blow in Shilish Manasseh 30, and Chazar Sashat's 30. So you have 30 beforehand, another 90 during Shmanasseh, and then they blow another 10, because the, the, the have a Masara that Aim Sisra had 100 cries, and we're learning from Aim Sisra, so why not do 100 cries like 100 cries? But that's a Minig Ba'alma. Um, so it's not so in general the accepted way we do it is when you're not blowing in context of, of, of shul where you have chazar sashats you just blow thirty. Even in the shul, uh, mikra din the chiyav is to blow either the, the thirty beforehand and the thirty during chazar sashats or the thirty during shulshan and th- either you're going to blow sixty mikra din if you're ashkenaz or ninety mikra din if you're svard. The extra forty or ten at the end. Or just a minute by Alma. It's an issue which is going around. I don't really have a real opinion about it, whether it's acceptable or not. I don't know whether it affects the sound or not. Uh, the people who are advocating it believe that it doesn't affect the sound. It could be that's true. Uh, I don't feel I have a bikiyas enough to know uh, whether that's true or not. Um, so I can't tell you that it's, it's, it's not acceptable. Um, and I, some, some strong postgame have sta- stand behind it that it's acceptable. Some other ones are, are, are uncomfortable with the fact that we don't know. Maybe it is changing the sound a little bit. And changing the sound is, is it would halakhically be a problem. So whatever, yeah, so whatever your postgame, your local Orthodox rabbi is postgame, I think you can rely on him. Um, as I pointed out other times, I am local, orthodox, and a rabbi, but I'm not yours. Is there a time So, so there is a, there is a concept of, of if you hear an echo, it's a problem. If you if, if an echo sound is a problem, um, the truth is any room creates some level of an echo, uh, but we assume that it, it's it's because it's so close, it's heard together with the regular sound. So immediately it becomes basically uh, subsumed under the regular sound. The issue is more a problem where you have a, a gap of space. Let's say let's say the the pit situation. So you're really hearing the sound at, at, at a different time. There's the original sound, and then there's this the the original sound, and then there's this other sound coming afterwards. But if they're going to be almost simultaneously, it's not a problem. So I imagine the situation where you would have the 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 plexiglass surrounding it. It's going to be so simultaneous that it should not be problematic. Me at 
I don't think there's a problem. Uh, that, I don't think that necessarily tends to, if it, it tends to continue because of that. But I guess you'd have to really look at it and make, to make sure. Um, my understanding is any any crack is a problem, even if it's a very short. If it's again, if it's length, it's going lengthwise. Yeah. Okay, Rabbi, say thank you for joining. I guess anybody, I'm still I'm still around. If anyone wants to contact me, we're happy to take questions. Um, we should be zayicha that Mashiach should come, and, and we should be hearing the shofar from Mashiach and the hearing shofar Yerushalayim or Kodesh, um, and we should be zayicha to be able to fulfill the, the mitzvah properly. Wherever we're doing it, uh, the Baruch Hashem, there's going to be various different keys being blown around the community to make sure everybody gets to hear it. Um, and everybody should be able to be zeichel to hear and fulfill the mitzvah properly. Thank you for joining. Thank you.